Hey travelers, welcome to the Daily Travel Tips Podcast. This is Kai speaking. Thank you for joining. Thank you for listening. Today's podcast you can also find as a blog post on our website k.tours, k-a-y.tours. Today's topic is Sargassum. You might have heard about it. Sargassum is a brown micro macroalgae and if you are interested in well traveling to the Caribbean maybe even to Florida then you might have heard about that phenomenon the macroalgae Sargassum and it is plenty around and uh, I would like to uh, give you some more inside knowledge some more information about uh, that yeah sargassum as i already mentioned sargassum is a genius of brown macroalgae uh, the sargassum contains over 300 species of brown algaes distributed throughout the temperate and tropical oceans of the world where they generally inhabit shallow water and coral reefs. Like I said, you can find it from Florida all the way down to Brazil. The genus is widely known for its planktonic, that means free floating species. Well, um, I read a bit on Wikipedia and this species of this genus of algae may grow to a length of several meters. They are generally brown and dark green in color and consist of a holdfast, a stipe and a front. Some species have berry-like gas-filled bladders that help the fronds float to promote photosynthesis. This is actually the one you can find plenty at the beaches here currently at the Mexican Caribbean and as far as I understood, like I said, in the Florida uh, region as well. Many have a rough sticky texture that along with a robust but flexible body helps it withstand strong water currents. The name Sargassum, where is it coming from? Sargassum muticum, commonly known as Japanese wireweed. According to Wikipedia, Sargassum was named by the Portuguese sailors who found it in the Sargasso Sea after the Worley rock rose that grew in their water wells at home and that was called Sargasso. I'm not sure if I pronounce that well in Portuguese, uh, so I will not repeat it, look it up. And uh, well, it is called after the uh, Portuguese sailors, which uh, found something similar, a plant in their wells. The Atlantic Ocean's Sargasso Sea was named after the algae, logically, huh? as it hosts a large amount of sargassum. The Sargasso Sea in the North Atlantic is bound by the Gulf Stream on the west, the North Atlantic Current on the north, the Canary cur Current on the east and the North Equatorial Current on the south. The Sargasso Sea is a region of the North Atlantic Ocean bounded by four currents forming an ocean giant. Well, unlike all other regions called seas, it has no land boundaries. It is distinguished from other parts of the Atlantic Ocean by its characteristic brown sargassum seaweed and often calm blue water. Actually, I read uh, the visibility in that water is 
really, really impressively. They were talking about 60 meters, which is in feet 180, which is really, really great visibility. If you're a diver, you know what I'm talking about. The naming, <clears throat> the naming of the Sargasso Sea after the Sargasso Seaweed traces back to the early 15th century. Portuguese explorations, explorations of the Azores Island and of the large Volta do Mar, which is the North Atlantic gyre, around and west of the archipelago where the seaweed was often present. Gulf wheat was observed by Columbus, although it was formerly through a, uh, thought to cover the entirety of the Sargasso Sea, making navigation impossible, it has since been found to occur only in drifts. And these drifts are currently, well, since quite some time, arriving here at the beaches of, well, the beautiful Mayan Riviera and as I mentioned before, and the entire Caribbean. Uh, this all started, well, I'm, I arrived here in Mexico in 2012 and uh, it first caught my attention in 2014. Well, not only here, as I said, the Caribbean, the Gulf of Mexico and Florida have been affected as well. Well, what might be the cause of so much seaweed in the Caribbean? There are different uh, yeah, opinions on that topic, uh, just to mention two. Uh, due to the climate change, uh, well, they're actually talking about the, the rise in temperature, wind patterns change and they are blowing the loose mats of seaweed to the coastlines. As well, another theory is uh, nutrient-rich waters producing more sargassum uh, due to our fertilization or fertilizers of agriculture getting into the ocean, uh, they provide, well, obviously, good uh, nutrition for those, uh, for the seaweed. Um, then again, due to, uh, well, the weather and the wind and the currents, it is a day-to-day -day changing situation. One day we can have a lot of sargassum coming in and another day nothing. It is really gambling. If you're booking a, or planning to book a vacation to this area, uh, it is literally gambling. You cannot predict if seaweed is coming in or not. What's a negative impact on the seaweed? Well, obviously tourists do not like it if there is that brownish uh, smelling uh, stuff on the beach instead of the white uh, yeah, sand beaches, they are shown in the travel agencies from the Caribbean. But besides that, there are some serious uh, uh, yeah, in negative impacts on flora and fauna. The, the, the patches of the seaweed, they cast a shadow and therefore uh, light and oxygen reduction has an impact on the corals and marine grass, the seagrass growing on the ground. When piling up on beaches, it makes on beaches it makes nesting difficult for turtles. As you might know, this area here is nesting ground for six species of sea turtles. While the beaches are hard to reach for the turtles, it complicates digging actually the nest, and due to its weight, it might compress and actually destroy the nests of the turtles. It as well keeps the baby turtles from hatching and actually reaching the oceans. So that being said, that is something. Uh, besides that, 
um, people want to clean the beaches, they bring heavy machinery and that as well has a negative impact on the beaches and obviously on the turtle nests. Sargasso makes great mulch for your gardening. That's a, uh, well, let's say a positive thing. If you have a garden right next to the beach, it is rich in nutrients and nutrients, sorry, brings nutrients to dunes and helps plants grow near the beaches, preventing erosion. Those are the benefits of uh, the sargassum, a uh, natural redevelopment of beaches. Well, actually, like I said, it prevents erosion. It is as well a natural deterrent to bugs and maybe not the best thing to mention, but it attracts flies and therefore uh, uh, as well other insects and therefore is a welcome lunch or food option for uh, sea birds. Okay, I'm hoping you learned something about the sargassum today and when next time you are at the Caribbean and you see the sargassum, maybe you look a bit different at it. Next to that, there are also always options, alternatives. Get a boat, get on a snorkel tour out there, go to an island. Here we have three islands in the Yucatan Peninsula with Holbox, Isla Mujeres and Cozumel. They always have a site where there is no seaweed coming in. So that might be an option. Check out on our website, our Isla Mujeres tour, which is being booked quite frequently in these days when we have the sargassum around. Well, if you are still listening, you are awesome. Thank you very much. If you like what we are doing, well, please give it a like, share it. It would mean the world to us. Thank you for listening. I'm talking to you tomorrow. Bye bye.